guys, welcome back to Customer Experience Conversations. This will be actually the first episode under our new name, CX Insider. Uh, we're rebranding, but the podcast is going to remain exactly the same. Uh, joining me today is Greg. How are you doing, Greg? Very well, thanks. How are you doing, Louis? Yeah, I'm all good. Set up working from home again, thanks to the new regulations. Yeah, it's weird to be back working from home again permanently, and we'll see how long it's for this time. Yeah, probably. they were saying six months of it on the news. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Well, I've I've taken a few more bits out of the office just to make working at home a bit more comfortable. So we'll see. And uh, I think, yeah, we need to stay in touch with colleagues to make sure we, uh, you know, we feel connected to to our teams. 100%, yeah. Um, so we're here today to talk about this whole situation. I thought it'd be a good, a good um, almost halfway point to speak to our audience about what's going on, what companies are doing, and what's happening on the high street, especially. Uh, I've, I've got an interesting story about my experience in retail, uh, but I wanted to ask you first, how, how have you found it being out and about, and how's it making you feel? Yeah, I'd say I feel pretty confident about going out and about at the moment, but I, I sort of feel in general people seem to be quite happy to sort of stick to the rules everywhere that I go. I live in uh, Buckinghamshire, you know, which is sort of on the edge of London. So it's not crazy busy like other places. And just, yeah, everyone seems to be pretty pretty happy to follow the rules. And, and that means that I feel comfortable and confident when I go out and about. Although I, I would definitely say, Louis, I've had a couple of occasions where I've been to some places and it definitely feels, it does feel a bit too busy, and like the capacity of a certain place might be, might be towards the upper limit of what 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 it probably should be. Hmm. But yeah, other than that, I'd say that in general, yeah, pretty good. Was it was this was this location was it not guarded by some sort of security or or doorman? Because I've seen a lot of places hire almost hiring a whole new member of staff just to manage the door because of this situation. Yeah, I have seen that quite a bit, to be fair. This place I'm, I'm referring to is just a restaurant, quite a large restaurant, and uh, just popped in for literally like a coffee. But it was it, it, there was a lot of people in the place, basically, and there wasn't anyone guarding the door. And that's probably like the one example where <laughs> um, I've seen where I was like, hey, this makes me feel a bit nervous because there's just way too many people in here. Yeah. So had the coffee and got out, basically. <laughs> um, but apart from that, just in general, like I, I feel that people seem to be uh, – to be be behaving i guess um when it comes to being out and about you won't be going back to that coffee shop anytime soon then <laughs> no <laughs> i don't think i will <laughs> no i don't think i will <laughs> yes yeah, so i mean it's not quite the same but just earlier i wanted to go to my local shop grab some milk right mm. and it's quite a small shop there was a queue so i queued up six seven people five minutes later i got to the door and of course me being a donut I had forgotten my face mask. So I said to the security guard, I'm just going to go to my car, grab a face mask, and I'll be back. So I went and got my face mask, and I wasn't expecting to queue again. So I just went up to the security guard and pretty much walked straight past the, the queue that had now grown to about 10 people. And as I was walking through, a, a lady followed me in, almost screaming at me, saying, hey, we're queuing here. And I turned around politely and said, actually, I was just grabbing my face mask. The security guard <laughs> then stepped in, and asked her, do you have a face mask? And she was like, oh, no, I don't. Brilliant. <laughs> so I found that quite funny how she chased me into the store, shouting and bawling at me. But she didn't have a face mask herself. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how much these sorts of situations are unfolding 
because people seem to be pretty on edge and anxious right now. Mm. Oh, I agree with that. I was about to say, I think a lot of people still are on edge, uh, even though, you know, businesses are doing everything they can to make things safe. And, you know, we, you know, it's not like this happened just yesterday. We've had the last sort of almost six months now to sort of uh, come to, to grips with it. But I do feel that some people are really still, you know, like you say, a bit on edge, a bit anxious, a bit nervous about it. And uh, it's definitely seen in situations like that, for sure. People uh, people maybe acting out of character and and that. And I think that's a good sign that although this has been going on for so long, like consumers, customers, us as people, like we still need guidance. We still need uh, help to, to remain confident when it comes to all types of like interactions with retail and stuff like that, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely adapting, but it's a lot of change. And people, I think, are generally just really fed up and it's probably coming across in their personality and maybe their patience is wearing a bit thin Mm. but it's going to be going on for a long time so it's just i guess we just need to get used to it for sure i've seen quite a lot of stores using qr codes right and i wanted to ask you how do you think qr codes are being received because just a year two years ago qr codes i wouldn't say were mainstream like you wouldn't see them on the high street you'd maybe see them at certain events but you wouldn't see them on in the high street or in a restaurant. However, now because of COVID and the acceleration, digital transformation, I'm seeing them absolutely everywhere. All the bars, all the restaurants putting their menus on QR codes and they just seem to have come out of nowhere. Mm, agreed. QR codes have really had a good comeback, haven't they? Yeah. It seems like uh, when, when QR codes first came on the scene a number of years ago, you know, everyone was using them. I was using them at marketing conferences and they were, they were all over the place and they seemed to sort of mm. disappear a little bit. I don't know about you, but that's sort of what I saw. Yeah, they. I think they sort of disappeared and became something only tech savvy people would, would really use. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas now that's changed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I do feel that, that uh, they disappeared for a while, but the fact that they're coming back, I think is such a fantastic thing because actually as a piece of technology, it's a real useful thing that we can basically easily implement into you know customers and consumers lives that can actually help so much if you look at qr codes and what they're being used for right now you mentioned menus and obviously virtual queuing solutions and um you know just giving people information like sending people to websites but it's also being used for for like whatsapp you know to get people into a whatsapp conversation you can scan a qr code hmm. so there's so many uses for it because ultimately you know, within a QR code is, is is just an action. You know, it's sending someone to a URL or it's sending someone to uh, an application or something mm. like that, basically. So um, a really little useful piece of technology. Yeah, it's come to life. It's good. A bit off topic is I watched a, a, a video on YouTube about QR codes and how much data you can hold in a QR code. And there's a few different sizes of QR codes. Mm. And this guy, some expert coder, managed to put a whole game inside a QR code it was one of the larger QR codes, but it's still a very tiny amount of data that can be stored. And he managed to store a whole game of Pong. I don't know if you remember that arcade game. Of course, yeah. Great game. And he managed to store the whole game inside a single QR code, mm. which I thought was pretty fascinating. But yeah, bit off topic. <laughs> no, but, it, it, but it's, it's a really good sign that, that, you know, and to me, like QR codes are one of those little like uh, technologies that allows you to bridge a bit of a gap. Uh, to help people that are maybe not too um, confident with certain technologies or, you know, using like an online booking system or joining a virtual queue. A QR code is such a great little way just to 
uh, help that customer along their journey a little bit. And I think, yeah, everyone, if they didn't know how to use a QR code before the start of this year, I'd say pretty, every, pretty much everyone who has a smartphone is confident now. So that's a really good thing. Hmm. And everyone that has a smartphone has access to it, um, except a few, a few individuals like our colleague who doesn't seem to have a phone that supports QR codes, which was really surprising to me. Hello. Yeah, we did take the mic a little bit, didn't we, on that one? But yeah, it's uh, yeah, I really do. Uh, I really do like QR codes. I think they're doing great things for for just like you know consumers, customer experience at the moment. That's for sure. Mm. And so you've been working very closely with a lot of retail and banking organisations at the moment. Have have any of them been using QR codes, or, or what general conversations have you been having with them? Like, what's next? <laughs> Sure, definitely. Some have been looking at QR codes, and I think QR codes is uh, is a sometimes in in the scenarios that I'm mostly speaking to customers about. It's a bit of a means to an end, where it's just help the customer get from A to B, i.e., like a poster to joining a virtual queue, or from a you know a poster to to actually online and booking an appointment to speak to an agent, or something like that. But it's mm. definitely coming up in conversation a lot. And in addition to all of that, I guess you know all the conversations are really just about how how do they adapt how do they innovate and it's really to me it's a really positive frame of mind and a positive sort of conversation that's happening i know there's so much effectively going wrong in the world right now but when i speak to cx leaders and people responsible for managing customer you know interactions everyone just has a really positive thought of mind i would say right now is that it's all about how do we innovate? How do we reconnect with our customers in a way that makes sense to them and this sort of new world, if you like, that we're that we're having to live in for for a period of time? Hmm. And I just say, yeah, in general, it just seems to be like a really positive environment in that respect. Whereas, obviously, yeah, a lot of the world that we're in right now is not so positive. Uh, it's quite refreshing, I'd say. Do you think these organisations are embracing this transformation? Is it becoming a part of their everyday life or is it do you think they they perceive it as just hassle and an annoyance to be honest i'd say that it's definitely more on the embracing side and actually not necessarily just embracing it because they have to i'd say it's actually embracing it because they really want to because you know the nature of individuals that work in customer experience you know customer experience leaders and people that work in technology and innovation you know at heart they are probably innovators in in their own right um, and actually, more often than not, pre-COVID, a lot of the ideas and innovations they had maybe are things that actually the business just doesn't want to fulfill. You know, how many people I've spoke to over the last few months, and we've obviously implemented solutions, you know, using video um, to, to help customers and businesses connect. Pre-COVID, video was just not a thing, really, that, that many organizations truly took serious, in my opinion. And now all of a sudden, the people that have always believed in video, I probably consider myself to be one of those people, CX leaders all over the place now are saying, like, how do we use video? And that's just one example of where a technology in the past was something that everyone talked about and thought about. But for whatever reason, the business never took it serious and it never got implemented and it never got off the ground. Whereas all of a sudden... You know, of course, COVID comes along and we need to create connection. We need to connect with humans again on a business to consumer level. And video just happens to be one of those technologies that is just absolutely amazing for doing so. And I think for me, really, the one topic of conversation that I would say is really consistent with everyone that I'm speaking to is all to do with this sort of consumer confidence gap. Okay. And at the moment, you know, we we as people, I would say, we're not that confident. There's a lot of things and changing and there's a lot of unknowns obviously in the world right now but if we focus in on let's say 
customers and customer experience. I would say there's a, a confidence gap between the consumers and the, and the actual high street and how they interact with businesses. And I would say that a lot of my conversations are really all about how do you bridge that gap? How do you maybe use technology to bridge that gap? How do you use process and people and new ways of working? But at the heart of it, it's about creating a, a customer experience that allows your customers to reconnect with you as a business. And yeah, mm. like I say, video is just one of those ways that is really seems to be a hot topic. What do you think the cause of this this confidence gap is? Could it be that the individuals and organizations that are responsible for technology and transformation are just generally more into technology and they're trying to push it out to the general public? Or is it something different? Well, I'd say the consumer, you know, thinking on it from the consumer side, you know, the confidence is just the way we used to interact with businesses and organizations, you know, has massively been interrupted. If you wanted to withdraw cash, for example, a lot of people would still go into a bank and, and do that. How, you know, the moment mm. that not that the moment that didn't become available, that's a huge change in the way that that, that customer has to interact with that business. And there's millions of examples like that. And so I'd say it's just it's just the forced change in behavior is or has led to a decrease in the confidence of consumers and how they interact with businesses. And it, again, if you think about like the physical high street in so many ways, it can also be from the dynamic of safety, where you know a lot of people, of course, don't feel safe at the moment, and understandably so. And therefore, reconnecting with your physical stores on your physical high street that probably has a level of you know nervousness to it, let's say. And that in itself is mm. just a consumer confidence gap that we need to help bridge as, as people responsible for, for customer experience and helping customers feel safe and secure. That's ultimately one of the challenges that needs to be addressed. And I'm obviously, you know, maybe being biased because I work in technology, but I truly believe that technology can come into its own right now to really help organizations bridge that consumer confidence gap. Definitely. For sure. And We've said this before, but like human beings, we're creatures of habit and change is always going to be mm. a difficult and, and an anxiety inducing experience. Um, but there is many different things organizations can do to smooth out that anxiety, that, that fear of change. Uh, what advice would you give to just decision makers in organizations to help smooth out the customer experience in this time of change to, to help smooth this transition? Sure. Well, one of the smartest things that I've seen happen more recently in the way that CX leaders are are thinking is a shift from just having a, you know, short-term mindset in terms of how do we respond to this whole new world and, you know, we have to do it by tomorrow or the next week, you know, it's quite extreme view, but but I think for a for, for quite a while we really saw a major focus on what is the short-term immediate responses that that we need to be doing. Mm. However, I'd say that in the last couple of weeks, last month or so, probably a bit, maybe a bit more, I've definitely seen a shift in people understanding actually this sort of new world is here to stay for some time. And, you know, with recent government announcements, we're looking at, you know, not just a couple of weeks, but we're talking months potentially for, for things to remain as they are right now. And I think that's a bit of an eye opener. And I say that the CX leaders I've been speaking to are looking at things more in like a medium to long-term view now. 
So that would probably be my advice, not because it's my advice, but it's because I've seen that shift in what I consider to be the CX leaders that I work with. And I think it's a smart move, which is don't just think about short term, really start thinking now about what is the medium to long term of how we as a business are going to manage customer interactions, especially in a virtual world. You know, what means do we have right now of connecting with our customers uh, in terms of virtual customer service, phone, video, chat, online, you know, physical stores, of course, that, you know, still play a role in in what we have right now. But also, you know, how do uh, we map the future for an increasing demand on those services? How do we actually then create efficiency gains, to be honest, um, out of this this situation? Because although there's, like I said earlier, there's a lot of wrong going on right now, a lot of things that are obviously not nice. But from a business perspective, I'd say the utilization of the correct technology right now can actually create a huge amount of business operational efficiencies. Just look at the cost per interaction in in terms of someone in person versus on the phone. You know, if you serve someone over the phone and you meet their need and they're just as happy with that service, the difference in cost to the business to someone doing that in person uh, can be quite huge. So I'd say there's a lot of opportunity basically out there right now. And everyone that I'm working with seems to be really focused on what's more of a medium to long-term view or business strategy right now and really keeping positive and looking for those pockets of, of sort of opportunity. Definitely. Yeah. And on that note about the uh, service through the phone, one thing that really grinds my gears is being immediately met with hold music cheesy hold music is just immediately puts me in a bad mood (laughs) yeah because i know i'm going to be on the phone for half an hour minimum there should be ways around this like for example uh you told me about how some organizations are utilizing branch and store staff to do video calls virtual calls Mm -hmm. so when they're not busy they can serve they can serve virtually yeah 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 absolutely yeah they're creating like mini mini call centers of actually like virtual call centers where yeah they're taking calls mm. they're they're using using video and it's just a means of reconnecting with their customers and it seems to be working really really well and that's not just across like yeah i've seen that across banking across retail um even across government as well like local government we're working with some local government clients who are implementing the exact same methodology and see that was that's actually a really good example of thinking more medium to long term rather than just short term Hmm. i think people have been for so long afraid of you know utilizing for example video because they see it as like is it is it not going to work and like the world we're in right now if there's ever an indication that video is going to work it's right now in the last six months we've been on more quiz calls you know zoom calls with our families um facetimes than ever and it to me, it's a huge sign that society has turned a corner when it comes to video and the opportunity is there on the table for, for so many businesses. You know, I'm really quite passionate about it, to be honest. And actually, I won't go on, I won't go on about it anymore. But um, one of the things that we're doing, Louis, recently that or coming up soon, sorry, that I think might be of interest to the audience on the podcast is we're going to be hosting a workshop and also a keynote at the future stores event oh yeah um which is an online event so it's a virtual event and it's coming up relatively soon we can post all the details but that to me is going to be a fantastic event because we are obviously faced with a huge amount of challenge but also opportunity and the one thing we're going to be talking a lot about at that is especially in our workshop is how video 
it's completely changing the dynamic. So if anyone does want to hear more thoughts on it, of course, you're, you're more than welcome to join us at Future Stores and sign up to our workshop. And I think I'm pretty sure Future Stores is now a free event for, for guests. So there's no cost to it, just your time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm, I'm super looking forward to that, that event. The, the WBR guys have done a great job at organizing it despite everything that's been going on. Mm. So that's going to be great. Very true. Shout out to them, that's for sure. Amazing. Um, okay, so we're running close to 25 minutes now. Uh, it was great chatting to you, Greg. Thank you very much for your insights. And I'm sure our audience would agree that it was valuable. And you, it's great to catch up. And I haven't been on the podcast for a while, so I really enjoyed this. And I hope everyone is keeping well at home. And uh, yeah, uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more podcasts and, and speaking to more people soon. Amazing. Great. Thanks, guys. Bye.